0: Hello, and welcome to the Orville Roddenberry's podcast. This episode, we interview the creative and dedicated individuals behind Mind Trek, a Minecraft server known for its massive and faithful one to one recreations of Star Trek ships. This episode is the second of several discussions with Mind Trek and looks at some of the details of Star Trek ship designs. So, this is the second installment of our interview. Right, Blue, the head admin. Hello, Mind Trek. And today we want to talk about ship design. And I think you talked a little... Actually, no, we did talk about this last time, but just to... No, 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 no. Yeah, we talked about some of the method of, okay, how do you guys build it? How do you plan it out and stuff like that? And in my head, I'm like, my God, that's exhaustive. But you guys do it and you nail it. So what does and does not make sense to you about the layout and design of the Enterprise-D in particular?
1: One thing that was brought to my attention by... a uh floor plan guy of ours, Atro. He's a lot of the mind and, and matter that goes into these things. Uh, on the original plans that Whitefire made, there's giant sections of the bottom half of the saucer and some of the, the rear middle of just ballast tanks of water. And that's all they're for. They're just void space to be filled with water. And that supplies the whole ship. With today's technology and thinking, we kind of conceptualize the idea that if they wanted to, they could just have compressed hydrogen, press oxygen, fuse them together, and create water at will to distribute throughout the ship, and then recycle it by separating it again. Purifying. So, we got like 90% of our space back. <laughs> have some redundant, uh, redundant voids for water.
2: Maybe it's for the dolphins.
3: <laughs> that's actually a, a good point, though. Actually, actually, the compressing... Uh, You could get a lot more in the same space by compressing the hydrogen and oxygen.
1: Absolutely. Couldn't you just replicate what you needed whenever you needed it, though? Um, see, that's where we start getting into the rabbit hole that is the idea behind replicators, um, currency... Uh, A hole. It's a black hole that just keeps sucking.
2: A rabbit hole that culminated in an episode of Picard where there was a planet that had, like, hunger issues but had a planetary shield when, like, replicators exist as something that can print, like, food with energy, so. Still confused about that one.
1: Yeah, I. I'm at a loss for words right now, trying to think about a way to express how, I mean, of course, it's awesome on TV.
0: Going back to the Enterprise D design, I've got to say, for me, one thing that was weird was um, you know, we've always had had a couple conversations about why is there a transporter room if you can beam anywhere, but there's older episodes saying that it's dangerous not to use the pad, but especially the, the docking port, which, never mind the discussion about, hey, is that a torpedo tube launcher, or is that a docking bay, but Assuming that you go into the side of the neck on a bridge, right? You're like right next to the torpedo launching room. That was kind of weird for me. It's a weird place to receive people.
1: I I'm actually a I criticize a lot of um, design when it comes to things like that. I'm the uh, I'm the uh, worst case scenario person when it comes to judging how your ship is laid out. Um, Shadow Apple has a beautiful. Um, uh, luminosity going on. It's probably the best-looking ship we have on server. He's done it 100% by himself. And sometimes I'll just find find something that's just a little off and just, like, a uh, appler. I just want you to know that uh, this because this computer core is right next to the shuttle bay wall, if somebody wanted, they could put a bomb in the shuttle bay wall and take out the whole core. And it just drives him nuts. <laughs> Because at the end of the day, um, a saying we have on Mindtrack, there are some edges just can't be smoothed. It's very
2: uh, mind-fucking. And you can put bombs in a lot of places. (laughs) Yeah, you
1: can put bombs. Just a phaser. Take a phaser out uh, of the drawer. Set it to overload.
3: So I kind of feel in like this in the Star Trek setting, you know, it, it while for, for reality it's a terrible idea, but it's a goddamn good design for plot devices in an episode.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking like if you wanted to have a funny episode, someone has the shuttle in the wrong gear, they back in the wall and it knocks all the computers off for a while.
4: <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, do do we want to put bets on whether uh on which season of Orville is gonna have that episode?
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I have mm-hmm. not seen I have a I have an unfortunate uh admission to make that uh, I have not seen Orville since season one. Because I never had an outlet as to see it on because I don't have an account for
0: it. Wait, how many seasons have there been?
1: Two, two, I think. Two. Yeah. Just two? Oh damn! Now I have really no excuse. <laughs> when is season three supposed to be released, if at all? Twenty I mean, twenty
0: nine. I don't know.
1: No, that it's like, supposed
2: to be this year,
5: but yeah, I, I think guess it's this year. Oh, yeah. it was supposed to be, but it's being delayed because of the coronavirus.
3: Oh,
2: yeah, makes sense. God
3: damn it! And what? It's gone over to Hulu now. I believe. Yeah, it's on Hulu. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, if, when you get a chance to it, it season two is definitely worth seeing.
5: Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's in my opinion, they kind of, you know, well, my, my theory behind the Orville is that, you know, Seth MacFarlane just wanted to make more next generation episodes, but like okay. he couldn't like get any studio to agree to that. So he told them he was going to make a comedy because that's what he does. So he got in on that. And like in the first season, it's like, you know, it's it's heavy on the comedy in the second season. It, it lightens up on the comedy a bit and gets a little bit even more like Next Generation. And it, in fact, it really has this feel of like Next Generation, but with like real people instead of these like archetype characters. Um, it, it's good.
1: Yeah, it's it's a lot better when they're believable.
3: Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's the thing is they seem like real
1: people. Everybody so. cracks a joke every now and then. right. right. It's not one hundred percent, sir. This, yes, do that. Okay, that's it. That's all I'm gonna see for the rest of the day. It's not like the right. British Palace, for
4: example. Mm. Right.
0: You know what? Um, I was thinking the uh, Enterprise D. The idea that you dock on the neck is weird to me, but Voyager did correct that because their saucer section has airlocks on the outside of it.
1: Let me go. Oh,
2: that,
1: and make sure that we're uh, we're not talking out of our asses here.
2: Ooh. Um. Oh, I played... also did you just compliment Voyager in any way? <laughs> Get out of here. What are you doing? Isn't elegant. Oh, you don't
1: like Voyager in any way.
2: Ooh.
1: I I was joking. Man. Oh shit, Evan. Which isn't that bad. <laughs> oh really? Are you saying oh. that now?
5: I was <laughs> <just> joking. Man. <laughs> I've been wanting to mention Voyager earlier because we were talking about the water and how the you know there's a huge amount of it on the Enterprise D, and I thought that that was all just a big flex for Neelix because he wanted water so bad whenever he was introduced on oh, Voyager. <laughs> it's a huge fucking bath for him.
1: <laughs> Is that? Are there bathtubs? Um, oh, sorry. About there that. are at
0: least on Voyager.
1: That's the sound of the airlock opening.
0: I don't know what a sonic shower is, but I'm here for it. No, I'm not. I, I want the I one.
1: Mean, yeah, I, I don't... Um, I come from a very musical family, so music and sound has always been... Uh, I've always had, like, like a lot of my uh, things that annoy me, like frequencies of sounds and such. And when that shit broke with Jane way in it, I like the idea of a sonic shower. But when that thing almost made her deaf, I said, you know what? I'm pretty sure I'm just good with it. I can, I can handle washing some towels every weeks. Mm. I posted
5: the uh, memory alpha uh, article on bathtubs in Star Trek. <laughs>
4: <laughs> just think memory
2: alpha might not have had a bathtub article without these very few uh, references to one in these episodes. Right. Janeway has one.
5: Neelix, Morn, Morn is a hot tub, a hot mud tub. Sorry.
4: <laughs>
1: hey, while y'all are laughing, this is some serious shit, right?
0: A bathtub was a water-filled container used for cleaning and relaxing. It was usually the main no. bathroom. When Enterprise next year, one fifty-two, bathing in a steam pool was. You doing all right over there?
3: <laughs> <laughs> so what? It's curious that memory alpha refers to bathtubs in the past tense. <laughs> 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 Clearly, it's written from the point of view of Boy- of Discovery season three.
5: Oh no, no more bathtubs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, they actually. Well, I mean, I guess. Can you consider a trail pole a, a bathtub in a way? Oh damn, you're you're right. Yeah, get
1: get bro. <laughs>
2: So tell me what you feel.
0: What's most interesting... What do you think is the most interesting detail of ship design in general?
1: Oh, man. I don't know. Whoever came up with the uh, with the saucer neck body design, it just kind of stuck to everything. Yeah, right? And it, it's hard to make that look bad. Like, you have to really work to make it look bad. Well, some people don't.
3: It, it's you so... Know It's kind of weird too because it's such a like it's it's such an interesting design, but it's so much not like a you know it never looked like um, like actual like current like modern spaceships. It doesn't look like a plane. It doesn't look like a fighter. It doesn't look like a Buck Rogers like style craft. It was. It was always kind of fascinating how they that particular shape that they made the Enterprise in the old series was. It was just so different than anything like um, you know you'd ever really seen or thought of.
1: And it, like I you say, it just the first time. That's the first time I can think of that I can see. I that I'm, I'm probably super wrong, but is would this be the first example of a ship that was designed and built in space?
3: I, that's on a that's actually what was going on in my head was it went, went, you know just as you were saying it i, uh, I, I yeah uh, it may i mean i'm sure I, I don't know you anytime you say something like this especially if you then put it in a podcast and put it out on the internet there is going to be someone <laughs> out there to tell you you're wrong but
1: uh, i was gonna try and th- say um yeah because a lot of the uh if you look back in older like movies and stuff they all have fins uh for uh like, they stand on fins. Right. Or they yeah. have wheels. Or they have landing legs. Yeah. Another case?
0: I wonder if it you it combine here. the aesthetic of, like, a flying saucer, which is like, ooh, space and the future, and then maybe, like, rocket engines for the nacelles. But you kind of give it the the tall, narrow at the bottom, tall like, wide at the top type of aesthetic of a ocean like Voyager ship.
3: Oops. Sure. I mean, it is a little, I guess you can make the argument that it is a bit of a, like a, a hodgepodge of different concepts, but it definitely has that look of, this is something that was built in space. It's going to always be in space. It never is going to come down and land oh, on yeah, the ground.
2: Definitely. I have bad news for you. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like when I do that, okay. Like it, me. It's
3: certainly absolutely never, ever going to go underwater.
1: Oh no. oh, no.
3: Oh, no. Damn.
1: Do you think they could, like, if we took Voyager and, and put it underwater? Well, I mean, I guess in a way they have to be watertight, right? Uh, in
2: a way? Against, no. like, one atmosphere, I guess.
5: <laughs> <But> what, if, <laughs> what if instead of Voyager being in normal space, it's in a type of, like, fluidic space, maybe?
3: Oh. So, <laughs> you guys ever watch uh, Futurama?
4: I've
5: yes. seen it before. Yeah, so, it. I have well, seen a few episodes of Futurama yeah. in my day.
3: <laughs> no one one of my one of my favorite jokes in there is where they're for some reason they're out on their Planet Express delivery ship and they're just floating in the ocean fishing. And they catch, like, something that drags them underwater. And they're all in the ship. And the professor is, like, talking about, like, how many atmospheres of pressure they're under. And Fry asks, like, well, well, how many, you know, how many atmospheres of pressure can the ship take? And the professor goes, oh, well, let's see. It's a spaceship. So I would say somewhere between zero and one. <laughs> 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 I
1: That's think a good it- one. I need to get back into those shows. <laughs> my buddy before before uh, I guess I you could say in a way I was able to snag it, but my buddy came by uh before this whole shutdown and left behind his duff beer,
4: uh, the gray
1: looking <laughs> redneck hat with like purposeful like like uh whatever this uh, uh material is sticking out in in individual hairs in places. And it's got a bottle cap in the in the in the bill.
4: Bottle nice. cap
2: opener in the bill.
4: So all that's supposed uh,
2: to need to live your best life. <laughs> a hat with a with a
1: bill and a bottle cap opener. Just in case.
4: I
0: liked the Excelsior over the Constitution. How dare you? I can back it up. I just wanted to, I just wanted the heat to hit first.
3: The 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 original constitution
0: or the refit? Uh, I listen like the overall (laughs) (laughs)
4: falling apart.
0: The constitution class, both of them, all of them, right? Um, they're more cylindrical, so it's like kind of got a submarine look. But the thin neck made it seem fragile, whereas the um uh, the Excelsior has more of that broad neck, tougher pitbull kind of look to it. You know, like it didn't look structurally unsound to me.
3: I I love the Excelsior when it came out when we first saw it. I, I um, I I thought that was a, a great looking ship. My my favorite is you know is, is most of you guys know is the uh, Reliant, the yeah. um, Miranda class,
0: which is actually technically larger than the Constitution has more mass.
3: Uh, yeah. Okay. Sure. I'm like <laughs> oh it's I like it. a light
0: version, but then that was so, easy. Someone actually did the math on it and like. Yeah, this is the beefier ship. I was like, oh, well, how about that? Which makes you wonder um, about the Nebula class.
1: Nebula class?
0: Yeah, you know, the um, the squatty galaxy, it's like a galaxy. galaxy. No, I'm not
1: not asking you about what it is.
0: I'm I'm
1: saying, why do you want to why would you bring that name up in this setting?
0: I thought it was okay. That's not a popular one either. I'm st- I'm absolutely striking out here with all me.
1: right. One word. Kitbash. Oh yeah. This is an entire Enterprise D with a fin on it. It's the Enterprise if it had dwarfism. <laughs> Bro, you can't say that in 2020.
5: I'm saying it in the 24th century, my dude.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh god damn.
0: so what do, you, okay. what do you think of ships that have one nacelle?
1: um I've only ever seen or uh, personally know about one that's the Kelvin and I don't know it looked uh kinda helpless considering it's just it's just a saucer minimal star drive and then
0: one a cell. I like to think when they go to warp, they spin very quickly.
1: (laughs) Like, forward over if it's on top?
0: Right, I don't know. I mean, the convention was you need to, and then later on...
1: Oh, yeah, I think
4: I remember...
0: (laughs) Not a DVD extra, but that kind of commentary, right? When they did the All Good Things Enterprise with the third nacelle, odd numbers are weird, so then their argument was, well, there's technically two nacelles within each one. And that's a property of their advanced technology.
1: But don't is there not like a way to even I don't know, man. Is there not a way to even out I don't know man, I don't just, I don't build starships.
0: You know what, let's let's cut right to it. What can you tell us about the dolphin escape
1: pods? Um what do you not want them to have escape pods? What do you expect?
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: you want them to fucking want them to cook? I want not know everything about them. Well, for that, I'm going to bring you to my buddy Atro. Uh oh. And that is where I'm going to force Atro. This is where you're going to edit this part, and you're going to force. I'm going to force Atro to record something explaining that as if he were talking to you, and he'll explain it. And if none of that happens, just leave all of this in.
0: Oh, of course. Less work for me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But essentially, uh. I'm kind of going through, and I believe the story was that they were eventually like, wait a minute, what would happen? We kind of thought about it, and when we thought about it, that's it. That's when it was decided, like, wait, are we, like, committing animal cruelty by not including this? Do we just look at them and, like, give one last goodbye? Do we beam them into uh, an escape pod that is already on the exterior of the ship, so we don't have to add a new one that is filled with water? (laughs) I <laughs> huh, just give them their own. Okay.
0: I like to imagine them all They're... nervously looking at each other as all of the humanoids leave the ship very quickly. My <laughs> <laughs> the whole shaking. Suddenly, it's a ghost <laughs> channel.
1: God, that must be horrible for. Oh my God, that <laughs> would be horrible. They could hear, the water would amplify every click and creak of the w- of the metal. It must be loud as hell.
4: Yeah. Oh, don't think oh of that. poor dogs.
0: What? I did think of that, did you, (laughs) Whitefire?
1: Poor guy. I can't say anything bad about him. I know him from on Facebook. (laughs) And I I quite like the guy. I want to continue our professional relationship. It's nice to be able to hit him up with occasional questions.
4: Should we
0: blame Roddenberry?
2: Yeah, let's do that. G. Definitely blame Roddenberry for not giving the Dolphins water-filled mechs. Instead of I will, like, bl- I will blame
1: Roddenberry until he finally accepts my request to be in a video call with him to discuss Voyager and the Enterprise E. Well have some bad news for Marcus. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, he's been. we've been messaging back and forth on Facebook. I had a couple questions about an element in front of the... Uh, uh, the bridge of Voyager. There's like a little sticker. And I'm like, hope... only one person can know what that one little sticker is supposed to be. I, I, <laughs> so... I, I hope you're
3: talking about Eugene, Eugene Roddenberry. The son? Um,
1: oh, Not... damn. I'm saying the wrong name. <laughs> Rick, Rick Sternbach, bro. <laughs> Okay. My brain was on Rick Sternbach, and my mouth was just saying some somebody else's name.
2: The, the said Rick Sternbachs. Yeah. I, I have
3: to. Goddamn, you were. I, oh man. You were so close to saying your mouth, your 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 brain was on Rick Sternbach and your mouth was on Gene Roddenberry. Oh. That would have been gold for the podcast.
1: Well, don't uh, take that out of context. Probably <laughs> have enough of my voice at this point anyway to make one of those uh, deep fakes, right?
3: <laughs> right. I I really hope. hope. That would have been our opening. You know, this is the Orful Roddenberry's Mind Trek episode. Cut right to you saying, "My mouth is on Gene Roddenberry."
1: <laughs> so my mouth is on Gene Roddenberry. <laughs> and we but got, I got it. my mind on Rick Sternbach, <laughs> and I'm <made> in a pass.
0: <laughs> no one is escaping blame for these escape pods.
1: Nope. Or their loud. Oh, you had to. <laughs> What was that? Oh, oh, the oh, M Heller has joined, and Dan temporarily blipped out of existence. One there.
0: at the same time. It's like a, we're getting um, what's it called we're getting Mrs. Doubtfired.
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, one observation I had was that the dolphin skate pods were underwater. Great idea for accessibility, sure, but I'm a
4: like
0: <laughs> they no they must drain, right? I'm asking a stupid question hypothetically, if there are underwater skate pots for the dolphins, the dolphins swim into it and it seals off and launches from the ship, they're not now in a water coffin. Like, I'm gonna guess it's...
1: Wait, do you want them to drain out the water while they're in there? Why do you want it to... Bro, you've been asking some weird questions about this dolphin (laughs) stuff. I don't think you care about animals, man. Dolphins
0: breathe air. All I'm saying.
1: Okay. Oh, wait. Yeah.
3: That's that so. complicates <laughs> no i think i think what 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 happens is the escape pods have to be on the outside of the ship or at least have a path to the outside of the ship so what they do is they open up a like a vent to the outside and they just basically suck all the water quickly out which automatically sucks all the dolphins right into the escape pods <laughs> You seal them up, fill it with air, and eject them
1: out. I just, I just, uh, um, well, I'm assuming if we have them in these tanks, we're communicating at this point. So I'd communicate, I'd find a way of communication telling them to go in there, the hatch will seal, the water will drain partly, artificial gravity will cut on, and now you got water and a a bubble of air.
2: What if you put a bathtub in the escape (laughs) pod? All right,
1: this. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you guys.
0: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what if what if sensors are damaged and um, all these skateboards are trying to connect to each other to create like a network, right? And you're like, I, I don't know, we're getting a transponder. I can't tell which one it is. Let's go ahead and open the door, and then it <laughs> all your pod. Oh god! Yikes! That's we- instant death, bro. Have you seen the spacious turbo lift shafts on Star Trek
1: Discovery? <laughs> you know, you I mentioned that. Again. You mentioned that in the last one. Yeah, and you we... mentioned that in a call with me before we actually had the podcast.
2: We can and Remember to mention it next week too. It start. It's starting to rub on me wrong.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, actually, on a completely on, on a completely different note. Uh, <laughs> One one thing I was actually wondering was, and I I'm not, and I apologize if you've already said something about this, but like, uh, have you guys uh, ever done any ship design in uh, in the Mine Truck server that is not a from a TV movie, uh, whatever, oh, like, like an like original ship? Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, there's oh.
6: Yeah, the
1: shovel is
6: uh...
1: (laughs) oh I'm in the can y'all say hello Hello. hi Uh, it's the podcasters (laughs) (laughs) yes I can bring you the shovel
6: (laughs) Uh, give me 30 seconds guys
5: sure but we're gonna have
3: questions about the shovel
1: oh okay yeah save them
5: up is the shovel for the dolphins (laughs)
4: <laughs> I don't know.
5: So, whenever I was in the hospital last week, um, whenever I forget how, but I was watching Star Trek Beyond and I caught just the, the second half of it. And right at the end of the uh, movie, uh, the Enterprise, of course, at some point in the movie had got destroyed. And they have like a little montage of uh, the ship being reconstructed and then building the oh, new one.
0: Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, the 3D print thing.
5: Uh, yeah, and there is zero space for that much void room inside of the starship.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm dur- I'm
5: directing that towards you, Evan. Yeah. Well, and I would turn it back around
3: on you, Connor, and say in the JJ universe, which then proves that Discovery is completely unrelated to the J.J. universe.
5: Exactly. It, it's unrelated to the J.J. movie universe. It is <laughs> directly inside of the J.J. television universe. <laughs>
2: There's no J.J. television Listen, universe. It's one, not how this works.
0: There is some empty space in there, but not enough for the Turbo O's But that's a different class of shit. That's why.
2: Wait, did they... <laughs> wait, no! They, they, in the Short Trek... They they showed the uh, the Enterprise with the with the oh, They You're right.
0: Unfortunately, yeah. well, we already know they
2: don't know what they're doing. Well, maybe they changed it in We're the decade between.
4: The quarantine. Okay, what? I'm back. Okay, so that's about yeah, the there's a
2: decade between Discovery and the TOS, so maybe they like got the, rid of the like elevator shaft then.
5: They made that much technological advantages in ten years to not have yes. not require huge amounts of void space inside the starships.
2: Yes, you got me, dude. So, you got me. Have you seen transports between Picard and TNG? It's like I mean, thirty years is a bit longer. I'll admit, but not that so, much longer.
3: So, so any anyway, the the, the <laughs> question the question that we were on was I, I was kind of curious if uh, you guys had ever done any like just straight up original ship design in there or had any interest in it and kind of asking the question from the point of view of the fact that like you you, you know you're you collectively have put like kind of more thought and effort into looking at what goes on in the in to make these ships realistic to make uh, all the little details of it uh and you probably collectively have more knowledge about it than just about anybody else so I'm kind of curious what your thoughts, are, like if, if you had any interest in doing that.
1: We have a couple ships uh, we try to do on our own. We're not, we don't, we're not really much of a free build server, but there are two. I may be wrong. Thank goodness Holt, ML is in here. But uh, we have uh, a bunch of sovereigns that we've done on our own. Uh, uh-oh. My map just left. Okay, we have a couple sovereigns we're working on. One of some of varying size, one is over kilometer long because that's just atro. I get used to that. And then we've got over here something called the what is that? The Aether class. That thing's almost a kilometer and a half, if I'm not mistaken. Give or take a few hundred meters. Um, and then we got a teeny little one called the SX class. It's called the USS Morpheus. I was working on that for a while, but that was around on the server. uh, The server computer just went, and a buddy that was working on this with me, his computer just decided not to run Minecraft anymore. Just Minecraft, for nine months. And just a couple weeks ago, he got it working again. And since all of that time has passed, and i pulled my hair out on so many things because there's just no... Like we're good with references, I guess. At least me. Um, Astro is beautiful with floor plans. He just crafts them out of thin air. And M. Heller goes in and then uh tells you exactly where all the systems, everything that's supposed to interconnect, there'll be these like five, six signs long of just information. That that uh directs the layout, the um orientation. Um what is supposed to connect to what and what doesn't connect to something else. Uh, it's just a whole it's got its own nervous system. And it's just from all of us putting all of our stress and nervousness about the server into it. Mm. And that is it that is how we kick-start it. And it at the end it is
4: beautiful. That's awesome. <laughs>
0: Dan why do you like the to class so much? Sorry, this question's for um, you.
4: <laughs> it's a good
3: that's a, that's a fair question. I think uh I think part of it may have been at the time uh you know when when that when the movie came out when the wrath of khan came out, uh we really hadn't seen many other uh you know uh federation or starfleet Style ships uh, at that time, you know, it's, it, that's all pre-next generation. So it may be part of it was just like it was something different looking. So I kind of found that fascinating. I think beyond that, I kind of liked, I liked the style that it was like a little bit, like kind of like the squatter in some ways, like kind of sleeker, uh, meaner looking ship. I you know, I don't really have any good justification beyond that point.
0: It's sporty. So yeah,
3: it's a yeah, it was like the it was the sport it was the sports car version.
1: Yeah.
3: It was right. you know it wasn't the Cadillac.
1: Do you mean this one? They actually have a Cadillac? Nope. Oh, look at that.
3: Yes, I do. That is the one I mean.
1: Ah. We have two holes right now. Um that is one of one of our OG ships actually. That was back when uh character by the name of Charlie Fox, who's actually back on now. Uh we're working on that ship. That's gotta be twenty thirteen, fourteen, maybe fifteen era if I'm stretching it to there.
3: That's uh, that's cool and I like the uh I, and I actually kind of even like the little the uh grissom uh, right next to it there too.
1: Oh yeah. That's the uh I think I got it in shot, right? Yeah that's the Oberth in yeah. the bottom.
3: Yeah, the Ober- Oberth. It's uh the Grissom was one it- the Grissom was the Oberth class in Star Trek Three.
1: Oh. And
3: that it, was the yeah, research vessel.
0: So teeny. So the Oberth has always fascinated me. I think it's because it's just so small. I'm like, what's it good for? Just you and your twelve buddies kicking around in deep sea.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but but you know, I, I like that, that in the uh, in uh, Star Trek three it was the it was the pure little science research vessel. You know, so it wasn't it wasn't intended for the you know the long like five year mission type things. Yeah, it wasn't intended to be a mi- military ship, which was made obvious uh, in a couple shots from a Klingon bird of prey. Uh, you know, it was just the uh, you know just carried like a little science team around to go do stuff.
0: I'd always wondered what science ships like the dedicated research ships like that have over like literally anything else. Like this warp drive? <laughs> oh
5: no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a science vessel. Is all I'm saying.
0: Uh, juxtaposition. Am I saying that right? Opposite of the Oberth. Yeah. The Nova class. It's probably a very similar role, but very similar type of ship design. Bigger, kind of.
1: Opposite of the Oberth.
0: Kind of. I was being too poetic about that. Top left of the photo. It's like a squat baby Voyager.
5: <laughs> that looks like an
1: arrowhead, kind of. Oh, yeah. that's the Equinox.
0: Equinox class, or is that the ship?
1: The ship Equinox.
0: Yeah, I think it's Nova class. Never mind. I'll stop.
2: <laughs> We're too busy Googling. <laughs> yeah, that's the Nova class. Furiously typing.
0: A similar question, <laughs> Evan. Evan, why is the Crossfield class your favorite?
2: Oh, wait, one second. I'm furiously Google this. <laughs>
4: you <are laughs> Yeah, to know. That
2: point. that's a good question. Uh, I I think it's because it spins and when it spins like go wee and then there's little robots that come on top of it and they go wee and then uh then there's elevators and get this, they're on like these little 3D roller coaster tracks and you get to go wee.
1: <laughs> hey, what's the uh what's the space in between everything supposed to be for? He, spores <laughs> yeah they, they float around in there that, yeah
3: that's, that's subs that subspace that's my thing, that's <laughs> the, the, you the know the what The go through subspace you
1: know subspace. what you just, you just made me remember in the original enterprise d and maybe in in the version 3 i don't know i had to check uh there are turbo lifts yes there are on both of them there are turbo lifts that go through the deuterium tank because that's where they have to go but I think some of them, them have glass. We put glass walls so you can see into the deuterium thing. Oh damn! Yeah,
0: just the normal pulsating lights, and then pure deuterium for a second. Like, what was that?
3: What if the car? That's kind of like when you when you take the the train from Ironforge to Stormwind. You know, and it goes underwater. Oh yeah!
0: God, what a reference!
5: I don't get this. So fucking nerdy, dude. Talking about World of Warcraft in the Star Trek podcast?
2: Jesus Christ. So, <laughs> I'm not sure if that's less nerdy or more nerdy. I'm going to go with less, to be honest. <laughs> so now that we've been
5: talking about the Enterprise-D having a big, huge tanks for water, my head cannon's at the Crossfield class has all those voids inside of it because it was low on water.
2: What? Wow. Yeah, but... <laughs> It for the tardigrade, so it can move around. Yeah. It was a thirsty tardigrade, my dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like a reverse dolphin, you might say.
4: Yes.
0: When I was raging over that space, you were championing so hard for it. No, it makes sense. That way they can have worker bees flying
2: around to repair the ship from the inside. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> 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 they showed worker bees. Uh, wait, did they? I forget. I think they did. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Did. So obviously, you gotta have the ability for those worker bees to move Across the inside of the ship by making it a giant void of of elevator roller coaster tracks. It's the only uh, thing that makes sense because you don't need you don't need that much interior space. I'm, really, I mean, because like just look at the Enterprise D. You have like what like a thousand people on a ship the size of like three New Yorks.
1: Nah. Yes, <laughs> there are worker bees in that scene.
2: So yeah, it. it The worker bees are are using the elevator. Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah. They're like like, the windows. It's just straight up windows into these empty voids. Yes. It's so they can keep track of the worker bees. Maybe like use a Nintendo power glove to control it. It's more (laughs) efficient than going there in person.
4: (laughs)
5: I <laughs> like how each window into the mass void inside the ship was a potential criti- a point of critical failure onto the void. Because if any one of those windows were like to be cracked or broken, then the entire void is filled with the vacuum of space. You're implying that the void isn't
1: already oxygenated. You know what? I know what it is. It's an artist- artistic representation of what the Turbolift is, go- is doing be- through the walls and the floors and the bulkheads. They just removed the walls floors and bulkheads so we just see the turbo lift and we can see what path is taken but that wouldn't would explain the the bees though they would be going through decks and stuff yeah.
2: yeah I mean they don't specifically show the worker bees but also I think there is a trick oh, short yeah, do. Trek. No, oh wait I mean, do they show worker bees going through the elevator Oh yeah yep. there he is? Oh, okay oh, yeah no, oh. no we're not
1: we're not joking. Oh.
2: I'm justified <laughs> then. You <I'm laughs> can't even complain about it anymore. But yeah, uh, they, they sort of talk about, uh, leaving the elevator in, in one of the short tracks, I believe. So the whole, it being an artistic rendition, I think is out the window, sadly.
1: Yo, Jamie, pull that up.
0: I, th- I think I've got it. I think you're on the right track with it being an art. <laughs>
2: i was <laughs> just watching this again it's been a while it's been yeah a i while. know dude oh Let's my god it's so okay. perfect <laughs> i'm angry all over again <laughs> the sparks everywhere the little worker beef just f- happened to be floating past oh my god beautiful beautiful can't wait for season three it's it's gonna get even better <laughs> love it
0: so here's it a- here it is the discovery the ships the ship the show is about star trek itself there has been a mutiny and it is hollow on the inside
5: is what? That symbolistic oh, of the new Federation? oh i see oh. i see what you're okay. saying yeah, it's, it's hollow on is... the inside it's, it's a hollow husk of its older self
2: it's a metaphor
0: yeah it's a hollow husk of its old self but wow what a ride roller coasters <laughs> ladies and gentlemen <laughs>
2: Sparks and lights and lens <laughs> flares galore. <Sparks>.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay, so we can assume that it's not too oxygenated, but enough to create sparks. It only has so many chips in it before it breaks down, and when it breaks, <laughs> oh, ooh, lad! You need <laughs> oxygen for sparks. Yeah. Okay, so it is. Yeah, so it is full of oxygen. Yeah. Oh wow! Ninety percent of the ship's oxygen is Everything... inside the void. Everything I said to justify it is is real. Like I, everything I said is a joke to justify the fact that there's these giant empty spaces. It's all there, every part of it. Bravo. <laughs> so Connor, same
0: question. Why do you like the Defiant?
2: It is extremely small.
5: It's super tactical. You aren't able to have all the benefits of well, we'll just you put all energy into the shields and be able to protect ourselves. It's very task oriented where like it's submarine combat in space and that aspect of it i love where it's like i'm hidden i i can see where they are and they're eventually gonna find me if i stay here where i am so i either have to like think of an escape plan or some way to destroy the enemy ship before they destroy me
0: it was cool about the defiant was it was the first ship with pew pew pews
5: yeah, that was cool too. It was like the first like Starfleet doesn't have war vessels asterisk, but like the Defiant was kind <laughs> of one of the first ones. But there's one big question that I have never got I never accepted the answer of the nose of the Defiant, the one that like, tips down and tips up. What exactly is that?
0: A sensor pod, I think.
5: This is very big. I've heard some people say it's a deflector dish. Oh. I've heard some, I like even less, say that there's a, a <laughs> warhead inside of it.
2: Wait. Maybe maybe they ram into another ship and that activates a warhead.
0: I think I read that that was in a canon schematic, but it never showed up in the show. So there's a good question. Are there Photon Torpedo Warheads in the nose of the Defiant on Mine Truck?
1: Um, <laughs> warheads in the warhead section? I don't think so. Let okay. me check. Is it called the Warhead section? As far as I know, that's what I... That's the word that I know to be associated with that section of the ship, but I cannot tell you that it is indeed a Warhead.
6: Yes, there are.
1: Huh? Are
6: you talking about Warhead torpedoes in the nose of the Defiance?
4: Yeah.
6: Yeah, of course there are. Oh, no.
0: (laughs) Does it have its own drive?
4: It does, yeah fusion
0: drives I feel so mixed about that cuz I think it would look really dorky to shoot off but I'm also like oh, the story's true. I, I mean it's a pretty
4: I think cool we have idea in there too. I think
0: it's a cool idea until it's like why was Worf going to ram that Borg cube
2: Yeah, you know what And what does you're... this have to do with the sarcophagus ship <laughs>
1: You mean the one in Discovery with all those graves on
2: it? Yeah. What? What, what about it? I don't know. I just wanted to say. I just wanted to mention. That's it. What about it's the big, the just cleaver? covered in coffins? I guess. Like the coffin? Was that the coffin
5: ship? The same one that had the big cleaver on the front of it?
2: No, or I, don't th- I think I just, I had just had this like weird podhead thing.
0: So. Oh, and I like the Galaxy class because it was brig and grandiose and bold without being aggressive.
2: Blue, what's your okay, favorite? now give your opinion on the sarcophagus ship.
0: Blue, what's your favorite
1: ship? I'm looking up what it looks like now.
0: What the sarcophagus? Ship? I don't
1: know. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And it's, it's on Discovery, so I'm not. I don't have high hopes from about it.
0: It's. I don't consider it canon. It oh. was just something that happened because the Klingons aren't about that.
4: Oh. Hi, nice. has
1: everyone doing? I'm good? Thanks. This is M Heller, server owner. Hey. Welcome to you there. So wasn't it like the coffins all function together to like to like they didn't they do something if they were all like at the same time, like like help the shield or something?
2: Yeah, I think so. Is is I mean, it was only in, like, one episode, right? But, uh, like, I think they did show the, like, coffins being rearranged on the outside of the ship or something.
0: I know they placed their dead on the outside ship. I don't know if they had, a, like, a tactical function, though.
2: The the coffins
3: where there were a blade of armor. No, or, I'm <laughs> sorry. The the dead Klingons where there were a blade I of know. armor.
2: I, yeah, I, I think I remember them mentioning that there was some sort of, like, plating or something. Well only one way to find out, and that's to watch Star Trek Discovery on CBS <laughs> oh, All Access. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I looked up the Klingon cleave ship is a different ship from
5: the grave ship. Dude, yeah.
4: actually, it's yeah. pretty
5: beautiful. Oh, that's I'm a Googling it
1: Fuck off, never mind.
5: The cleave <laughs> ship looks oh. like something from
2: Balsar Galactica. Yeah, kinda. Oh my, it's just a giant knife. <laughs> yeah. But it cloaks, so... Watch does that. it have, like... <laughs> does it have rotational thrusters to get that torque in? Oh, For real katana slice in space. <laughs> Jeez. Um, Oof.
1: I thought when I saw Discovery uh, spinning up, its little saucer would flip, like, swing off. Like, you know those little guns from the 90s when they have those discs you slide in? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it will fling them across the room. I thought I was going to do that shit and come right <laughs> off. <out. laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. This is this is a great opportunity to discuss the like weird Klingon reboot they did in Discovery, yay or nay. What do you mean, like their their appearance? Yeah, like that whole like very Stargatey like complete aesthetic thing they did in Discovery where like the Klingons look very like space gothic in a way for like the three episodes they're in.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they're trying to get away with use of different like species or whatever. Mm, I like like it. how like how Vulcans and Romulans used to be all one thing, um, yeah. and this has been discussed before. If you watch um, the Orville Roddenberry's last,
2: um, right now, on oh, wait uh, was your... it? I completely forgot. Oh, oh, this says
1: oh,
0: is the so second we... time
2: of talking about this.
0: Oh no, this has been like six or seven. We <laughs> oh yes. <okay. laughs>
4: Yeah. I'm this isn't
5: this isn't the first time we've talked about it, and it sure as fuck isn't the last time we're talking <laughs> about it. <laughs> yeah, no, <definitely.
1: laughs> yeah, yeah. So the- yeah, man, they look they look ugly. I uh, my mo- <laughs> my <laughs> my, <laughs> my mom is Cuban, so she she's never really been been into this sci-fi. She, she's been in the real stuff, right? And uh, and every once in a while, she'll see me on Star Trek and. Uh, She saw Balan and thought she was pretty, but then she saw the picture closer and she saw the ridges on her forehead. She's like, ay, que feo. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And when she saw me, like, um, when she saw me watching this shit on Discovery, she said, what is this satanic shit you're watching right now? (laughs) (laughs) I like that. She has no idea. (laughs) Freaking
2: story.
7: My mom is eating i have so many questions on that and i just don't i don't think i want to hear the answers
2: <laughs> i think the answer is if they had just said they were like ancient klingons or like some offshoot thing then like the whole complete redesign would have been completely justified but they didn't and now everyone shaves when they go into battle or something well could, they couldn't have even been ancient klingons like it's only 10 years before the original series well like maybe just like an offshoot civilization that never like rejoined the main like You know, like, they they split off a long time ago type of thing. Sure. And they didn't make a giant uh, knife and call it a cleave ship. Oh.
1: I mean, at the end of the day, wasn't, uh, wasn't the Enterprise E just a wedge?
7: That's true. No, No, the E was an industrial partnering round. Get it
2: right. (laughs) Uh-huh. Also the cleave ship is real. Oh my god, I thought it was just concept art. No, there's, no, there's we're, we're actually giant knives. Real. Oh, oh wow. That's beautiful. You don't remember getting used? I, I remember it now, now that I'm looking at the screenshot on Memory Alpha. Thanks, Memory Alpha. <laughs> Thank you so, so, ne-
3: so uh next next time uh she questions the uh the, the satanic stuff you're watching on Star Trek, I would suggest <laughs> you turn over to one of the animated uh series episodes. Uh you know, in and, and anyway, it's it's the one where Spock draws pentagrams and summons the devil. I put a posted a gif up in the uh there's a link up in the chat. Wait, like really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go go click on that link that I just posted.
1: Is <laughs> our, our satanic star devil uh associated with some kind of god in their culture? Does that mean it's
2: possibly real and it all as well? So, this they- is like the 30th time we've talked about this, but in Star <laughs> Trek, Satan is canon, but God has been like actively disproved.
1: Oh my god, I see it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, looking, I'm
6: looking at like, was
1: this official? It, it,
2: Animated yeah. it yeah.
6: series.
2: Yeah. Which we all know as the best canon. Animated series canon consistently pulls it off. Is this? What, did
1: they refer to him as Satan, or didn't they refer to him as something?
3: Uh, they called him, they, his name was Lucian in it. Oh, and- <laughs>
1: nice.
3: Wink, wink, nod, nod. Yeah. And they, uh, basically they alluded to like the, the idea that he was the, uh, he was, you know, what was referred to by the devil in various cultures and that, but he really wasn't that bad of a guy in that series. So not only, not only in Star Trek. Does God not exist, a la, you know, Star Trek 5? Um, but the devil does, and he's a good guy.
4: Oh, wow. So,
1: oh, man. Um, I bet Christians were so happy about this show that was denying the existence of God, and then they start showing actual Satan being summoned by one of its most prized people of its franchise. <sighs>
2: No, all my- four of the people who watch animated series were very offended.
3: <laughs> Wait, I'm trying to find one other.
4: He's really oh, fabulous in that you can one picture. Ton- you, can, you
1: can get yeah. tons of animated series images out of context, and they're just gold. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see one that isn't. To be honest,
3: they're they're, they're pretty goddamn good in context, actually.
2: <laughs> they have a holodeck. That's cool. Why, why is Kirk manhandling the pineapple alien with a, with yeah, a medallion got three loops, bro. on? Oh! 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 What?
1: <laughs> oh! Huh. Yeah, bro, you know what he's doing. Don't lie to yourself. First contact. Total recall. <laughs> bro, if there is any way in hell. That uh, reproduction is capable between two species. Kirk and Riker would be the ones to ask. Oh yeah, what
2: were we <laughs> talking about?
1: <laughs> oh, we're talking um, about the fact the fact that Kirk gets it. Yeah, yeah, lot, and that Kirk, Riker gets it even
2: more. Kirk gets it,
1: but how like, did Riker get to this gives point?
4: It?
2: Discovery question mark. What about discovery? That's how we got there. He is so oh, I had, yeah. Like I, had a, I remember, it, I brought I brought up the the Klingon redesign for the seventieth time, and it led to this the animated series. Uh, oh
3: Sorry, I God. just had, I just had to post the uh, photos of Kirk and Spock enjoying a beer with the devil.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you look up in in uh, on the wiki for the word drawing in memory alpha, which basically oh. is basically the definition of the word drawing. One of the oh, top wow. images used is Spock drawing a pen. It's also in past <laughs> tense, just like bathtub. <laughs> Was an art form done using pencil, pens, and
2: crayons.
5: Oh yeah, there's Spock.
2: Right, right about Moriarty. <laughs>
5: So I heard some people talking um, on the Next Generation episode with Moriarty. Uh, Picard had promised him that if there's a way to make him a human, that he would. Um, now that Picard is able to have the mind scan technology into androids, do you think they're g- he's going to finish that promise of making Moriarty a real human?
2: I don't know. Um, no. I don't think so.
0: That's such a deep reference with no narrative value.
2: Okay. <laughs> it's because they have to they have to put the third Sung in in a, in a robot suit first. Then then they can get on to the other people because like. So
0: I have a question for everyone associated with Mind <laughs> Yeah,
3: I was gonna say that. I, I, what what's really important is to get the Mind Trek opinion on that question, Connor. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, Quinn. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. Yeah. My question: Let's say you're going to live on the Enterprise D. Do you pick? I don't think we got hard answers from everyone last time. Do you pick quarters with a window in the ceiling or a window in the floor?
1: Um, I actually already have a room that I've always kind of liked since the beginning. It's deck 18, section 3, port side. Like, basically the third deck on the left. Uh, or the third room on the left of deck 18. You can see right out to the Bazaar Collectors, and you can see up to the, uh, the impulse engine.
0: That sounds like a neat view. Are there any quarters that don't have windows on them?
1: I'm sure. Yeah. Are there yeah, any quarters that are on the rim of the saucer? There, there are rooms within the decks that aren't necessarily on the rim. Wow. Are there wow. any rooms that have
5: interior windows that shine, in, like point into the inside of the ship?
1: No, not that I. I'm, I don't think that's there. Hmm. I don't awesome
6: think so, but in, in the. the in the Enterprise E, the Atra is redesigning. There are some uh, VIP quarters that have interior windows looking out into like a grotto area.
5: Oh, that'd be nice! Like the ar- looking really into arboretum. I imagine that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. Ooh, what if he has a dolphin window? That'd be nice. <laughs> that would. That would there be are. mine. That
6: would be mine. Like the captain on Sequest. <laughs> <laughs> Wait,
1: he- I I. I know y'all. I've are, are probably Bridger. said this before, and you're gonna be mad, but I have not seen Sequest. Is the bridge in the Sequest ship like just in a tank?
3: What?
0: What?
1: You said there's like um, windows into a into a dolphin tank. Shall like in shall,
7: shall shall we remove them? What are your? Bo-
6: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think the captain's quarters. Um, Looks into like the um, I think the like the the aqua tubes or whatever that the, the dolphin can swim by or something like that. But the,
4: oh, like,
6: I mean, yeah, the bridge is surrounded by water. It's a submarine, so sure.
4: Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, kind of. I guess. I guess. No, I thought like I don't know. I thought there was a the the only uh, the only reference I have to anything SeaQuest is looking at like an image of the exterior on Google that I did a while ago. and every once in a while I'll see what M Heller's done on hers. Um, currently there's a there's a bridge and it's kind of got like glass so you can see what's going on from from standing outside. And y'all said for the first time in this chat, uh, as wasn't the bridge like uh, sir, you could see there you go that image right there. And I thought, <laughs> Wait a minute is that like does that mean that? Around them in the bridge, they see, like, dolphins f- swimming around them?
3: There's no, only the that- one dolphin. He's a... Just cool one Darwin. Yeah, yeah Darwin. <laughs> Darwin. But he can <laughs> swim around in these tubes on the ship and apparently spy into your quarters.
1: Oh, nice. That's a weird yeah, amount of sure, access. Yeah,
6: Dolphin tubes.
1: Hmm. That's cute. And blinds. <laughs> <laughs> dolphin. No, the blinds. Um... Does he just right now?
6: To address to address Blue's Blue's point that um no the bridge is surrounded not by windows um I did that just so I can like see the design of the bridge from the outside. Yeah, outside that's what
1: end. I figured uh, first. But yeah, he said something weird here in chat.
6: <laughs> yeah, it has no relation to yeah. yeah. No, so yeah, the black okay. to be turned into some kind of gray hull or
1: whatever. Yeah. It's, yeah,
6: it's, yeah. It's, yeah.
3: That that dolphin is essentially swimming around in the area where the turbo lifts go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like no, in order to get around the ship, you got to swim in those tubes with the dolphins. Yeah, you know, one,
3: one interesting little note about SeaQuest. I think it was, I think it was during their their third season, the last season of it. They actually moved the production of the show to Orlando, which is uh, where we are. And it was very odd that on the uh, there's a few episodes. Where you can see them, like you know, running down like one of the main streets through downtown Orlando, you know, shooting at people and doing stuff like that. It was it was rather odd, and um, I, I you know I don't know almost uh, you, you know sort of like you know so definitely like breaking the uh, suspension of disbelief where you recognize the uh, storefronts that they're running past. <laughs>
6: sequence was an interesting show. For a it was.
3: That, that's a good way to put it.
0: I'm looking at yeah. it. <laughs>
4: it's got a look.
1: <laughs> it's neat. it's long. I actually kind of like the design of this. It, that reminds me of yeah, like. Yeah, it's very. Original. It's very.
2: Yeah. It looks like a squid. Like, a I lot guess it's the point. Yeah, fun. I always yeah. thought it
1: was a squid when I looked at it on the DynaMap back when it first was added. Yeah, it was originally
6: designed after a squid, I'm pretty sure.
0: What was that other Gene Roddenberry show? Um, there were was was a name. few. Uh, yeah, no, there was one about um, aliens had just come to Earth, and it was about everyone adjusting to that.
6: Oh,
3: yeah, Earth um, Final um, Conflict. Alien Nation? I think so. A- Alien Nation? No,
6: no, it was about... Earth, Earth Final Conflict. Oh, okay. With, like the like the see-through translucent blue aliens.
4: It yeah, ran for I five seasons. Remember that. It ran for
1: wow. five seasons. Oh man, they got the woman who was oh, that's not the oh. I looked at what this picture it? and it looked like the 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 board queen actress. But no, I it I need to look closer.
0: Oh, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, they've got like bioweapons that wrap around her hand and I think shoot lasers. Oh, yeah.
4: oh
1: you're talking yeah. about the background. Oh, I didn't see that.
0: No, yeah, in Earth Final Conflict, some of the things, it's like a little, it's like a phaser gauntlet, but it's living. Yeah, that's oh. it.
6: Yeah, the Talons.
4: Whenever you guys,
5: yeah. whenever you guys had mentioned the other uh, Roddenberry uh, show, I was going to say Babylon 5, but I decided not to. <laughs>
4: oh,
6: no. <laughs> <laughs> well, that or Andromeda. Yeah. yeah. Also known as Discovery Season
4: Three. We're yet to spicy take. <laughs> spicy take. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> but it kind of <laughs> is though. Seriously, we're yeah. get taken out yeah, the air I for actually,
3: this. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's that that's actually a kind of a good observation. I never, I didn't actually think about that before, but yeah, I can see. it.
7: Complete with Mary Mary Suburno. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry, but she, she has some of the best plums I've ever seen.
4: I'll
1: hold four for a minute.
3: He's, he's got to go take care of that shovel again.
6: <laughs> we, we, not, we never got that. To... I thought Andromeda was kind of cool back in the day, too. So I don't know. The 90s uh, were kind of that way.
3: There, there was a lot of interesting stuff in the '90s. That, um... Oh yeah, Babylon oh, Five was is epic. I mean, yeah,
6: I love it even today. It was great. Oh,
3: it is. It's one of the best shows ever.
6: Absolutely I agree.
3: Yeah, Connor would too, right, Connor? Yeah, thank you, Connor. It's better than uh, Discovery. <laughs> no, I, I loved uh, Babylon. Babylon Five was uh, was really good. It's uh, you know that. Uh, I, I love that in in that one I I think I forget which season it was it must have been like three or four maybe season four that um you know uh, J Michael Straczynski wrote the entire season like one guy you know wrote every episode and they actually submitted they they submitted the entire season for a uh, Hugo
6: award and actually I think they I believe they won it um, I think
3: so yeah
6: yeah I remember they won something for Battle of for sure.
3: Yeah, yeah, but it, yeah, it was interesting because it was like one of the writing awards. It's normally for like novels and that. And they actually just submitted like it was the screenplay for the entire season because it was you know one guy wrote it. <laughs> mm-hmm.
6: Yeah, he was a turn of forest back then. mm
5: Hmm. Yeah. Won a primetime Emmy. Babylon Five.
3: Yeah, yeah. It was a. Uh, it was a uh, great. It was a great show.
6: were uh, cutting ed- edge for the time, for sure.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever see the. Uh, I'm trying to remember, what was it? This is one of the weird shows that was on at the t- time. And I can't remember I this 90s know. or maybe this may have been 2000s, but uh, was it Lex? Oh, yeah, Lex. I
6: remember yeah. Lex. It was on sci fi, wasn't
3: it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, back when it was sci fi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> I. I can't say that like, I thought it was a great show, but I thought it was kind of fascinating.
6: Uh,
1: you yeah, guys just, just made me think. Have you ever heard a, of another Sliders? Another interesting show, for sure. Sliders. Sliders. Yes. sliders. Oh my, I just thought about that for the first time in years, because y'all are talking about like obscure old shows. Oh my obscure, god, dude. Yeah. Sliders was so good, and I love
6: that show. It's just the whole premise. Yeah. Oh, you know another that's another show I actually just started rewatching lately is Quantum Leap, with Scott Bakula. Oh wow. The- wow! I love yeah, Captain,
5: Captain Archer.
6: Archer. Pretty cool. Price, the so, there you go. But yeah, the, yeah, the episode where he
3: jumped into the yeah, uh, yeah, the episode where he jumped into the like twenty second century and got command of a starfleet ship was great.
6: Right. (laughs) That's (laughs) what happened after Quantum Leap ended. He eventually, yeah, leaped into the future. Right. Yeah. Uh,
7: Speaking of um, Enterprise, uh, the one that's currently being worked on, server is doing uh, Stitch is doing a really good job on the NX. I still don't understand any of this ship.
6: (laughs) Yeah, he really is. He's doing a great job. I agree.
7: I still don't understand the Shibley.
6: He's gonna be our new uh, deck plan guru because he's really killing it with those deck plans.
5: Mm-hmm. I had a question. Uh, speaking of confusing enterprises, I was wondering <laughs> uh, the Enterprise J because it's kind of related, to, you know, the show Enterprise. The Enterprise J, is it applicable at all to be able to be built on Mind Trek, or is it just total head fiction at this point?
1: Uh huh. That's we we use a joke about that as the. De- the decade it. project. <laughs>
4: uh, that's, that's well, what, what do you mean? You
1: mean is it is it
6: possible, or are we going to do it, or?
5: Uh, yeah, is it possible at all?
6: Yeah, it's possible. It just take a very long time, <laughs> and, and also
1: not to mention the fact that it has to be uh, has to be sliced in uh, tell me in one or two places. To fit. um,
6: it's already sliced the way it needs to be. I mean, it's really just sliced in the middle of the nacelle pylons. Um, but okay, the actual, the yeah, the actual bulk of the ship, the saucer, and the engine, I mean, all of that is all in one piece. So, yeah, we could build all of that and then just build the nacelle, and then we'll
7: be done. so totally. uh, All I've got to say on that is, is unless you're paying us, and I. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah it's um, unlikely uh, it would probably take a decade or more um, I wondering um, what type about- of
5: complications exactly are, is there with that oh
1: man yeah, dude. you know
6: i've been thinking about that lately and to be honest i don't think it would it's really not that hard the interior we hypothesize that is mostly like a like an open space like arboretum um Kind of thing, yeah, basically, yep, you like know, the a lot of it, and probably the drive area would be mostly decks, but the rest of it would be mostly open, so it probably wouldn't.
4: Be yeah, there.
7: when I say paying I mean, uh, us, it, it's one it's of those things that probably take forever. It's just
6: you know a lot of yeah. details would take. Forever. I'm just being told, you know,
7: you've got this giant ring to build this giant grotto. Good luck.
6: It would definitely stretch our. Uh, the world edit ability, like like lag and stuff. Oh like yeah, it would, it would definitely stretch the server. So, Yeah, but to say it's is it possible? Yeah, it's it's possible, for sure.
1: It's conceivable. It's conceivable. Right? <laughs>
6: <laughs> In our wildest dreams, but yeah, I mean, it could it could happen someday, maybe.
1: <laughs> we have like a a uh, I think a template that M. Heller made a while hallway idea for holes would
4: look like. I think that
7: well, was... Um, tri- me, I
1: think it was somebody,
7: though. I think it was Mr. McMuffin Jr. that did that.
1: Yeah, are those by the the this Mac whole M. Heller, or were they removed? Um... I just oh, I'm at the wrong one. Ones.
4: Never Hold
1: mind. On. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see them. Never mind. I'm...
7: Yeah, the biggest I'm going is the one I designed. Yeah, I mean, we can probably
1: but, get
6: away with, like, Eating up a lot of the space by having everything be large, like really large co- corridors would need up a lot of space. Large grotto would need up a lot of space. You know, the like apartment buildings inside that like hang from the ceiling in the middle of a grotto near a lake. <laughs> so I mean, there are a lot of things that we envision might be inside the thing, like a really big, like squash star starbase, maybe. I don't know. Just ideas. All right.
4: That would be. That would be Instead
6: painful. like trains, like a subway. I think somebody came up with an idea like that. That'd be kind of cool.
2: Oh, that's a good idea. A minecart roller coaster. <laughs> there
1: you go. Something like the
4: Discovery. <laughs> we definitely been in there. No.
1: All right. I got an
4: Just image. Just for fun. Speak.
7: Speaking of stupid things. I've got to ask, how long does it take Romulan to work out how to sterilize a planet in Picard?
4: <laughs> I
5: mean, well, they had a couple, couple plans, of right? They uh, had, was it, plant sterilization pattern 5 or something?
7: Five? Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the slowest um, pa- sterilization pattern oh. apparently takes 20 minutes to load up. <laughs> I didn't <got to> <laughs> even sad. need stool. the store. Yeah. The store themselves. <laughs>
1: You know that's actually an aspect I thought about the other day. Um, I would have loved the idea in the original Star Trek or Star Wars if it took <laughs> if it took like an hour or two hours for that laser to to heat up or get to the point that it could fire. but you just go fire and destroy that planet and it's done what it the
5: death star had to fire for an hour straight at a planet to destroy it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it Eventually, probably. just has to bore a hole through its core. That not was an, an hour test. straight. It
7: has to. It has to wait an hour before it can charge, and then has to fire for another hour.
2: Well, and well, it, and I was just adopting it, it force for the entire planet. It heals the planet instantly, so it has wait. to finish. If you cancel the laser, it just it cancels all progress done.
3: I, I was just going to bring right. up, like when you're, when you're you're talking about the sterilization plan, about like you know, it's kind of like the Death Star not being able to come out of hyperspace on the right side of the you know the of the planet so that they could you know just blow up Yavin right away you know they had to kind of orbit around the planet to give them time to uh fly in and blow it up Are also you the, saying De- the
6: death star is a plot device
5: <laughs> as soon as I had said that <laughs> shoot the death star has to, so. shoot, <laughs> death <Star> has <laughs> to really? shoot for an hour oh. straight it reminded me wasn't that the plot like the bad guy from the 2009 Star Trek yes
4: oh yeah,
5: <laughs> yeah yeah i'm dumb never mind
4: <laughs> oh it's what? all plot oh.
6: devices oh my gosh yeah you know what i you know what i always default to say is that it's like that because it's in the script that's, that's yeah. pretty much what I say. it's like yeah that's just the plot device we you had to build tension i guess i don't know
2: we heard from... i can't find plot device on memory alpha <laughs> that's
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: I kind of want
0: to go back to an older question now there's more of you guys with us. Um, Just general, what does and does not make sense to you about the layout or design of the Enterprise-D? I know there's some glaring, like Windows shouldn't be there, but anything about just overall aesthetic, I guess?
1: I already answered this one, so uh, this is up for you guys if you want to answer.
6: What was your answer, Blue?
4: <laughs> oh, my answer. I, I
1: explained to them the idea behind the splitting of the water molecules into what we needed when we needed to. Saved up like 95% of space or some crazy, ridiculous number like that because of the simple fact. Oh, vacuum, vacuum
4: right. Wasn't that
6: the Atro's idea to do that? Yeah,
1: that was. No, this is all. I would, I, then we got into talking about Atro and his deck layouts, and then we got to talking about Dolphins. And then his, then Atro's idea for dolphin escape pods.
6: Oh, I see. That was the beginning. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. And then one of the, uh, uh, one of the things that I, um, I'm actually um, impressed by, that was only on the Roddenberry... or not, uh, not, not Roddenberry shit, only on the Sternbox uh, oh. lands that that weren't on the Whitefire, and that's on deck ten or any other deck that has. Lifeboats. If uh, all the corridors in the entire ship are three meters wide, except for like select few, like ones going north-south of the center line of the ship, and ones going east-west center line, mm-hmm. right?
6: Um,
1: there, the corridors where the lifeboats are are like four or five meters wide, so that ideally, in an emergency, you can shuffle people traffic there very easily. Otherwise, you're just going to be running into like groups of families uh, trying to get through a three-meter corridor. In right. You
7: know?
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no. It makes it makes perfect sense.
7: I mean, we kind of saw that in uh, one of the episodes where they did an evacuation for the ship. Okay, it you, just, you literally have people yes, falling sir. over, falling over each other, and you've got these corridors that are so crowded. Actually. Right. Two incidences of that. There was the one where oh, I can't remember the episode, but it was a uh, binary. A uh, certain species that speak in binary to go try to take uh, the ship.
3: Oh. Yeah, sure. it was like one binary? zero one 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 zero one zero. Yeah, one. Yeah,
7: that's zero, 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 one. yeah that was it. Yeah, and then obviously there's generations where they had a source of separate because plot device. They wanted to destroy the ship, so let's to do it in the, in the weirdest way possible. Yeah,
1: so, that's yeah. true. They and then the one-time councillor. The
4: one-time exactly. counselor- I love the D. It's so great. I, I love it. I've got. I, I've got to
7: ask: with that bridge fit for generations, free communications? Why
6: <laughs> redundancy?
2: <Sure>. Three-way <laughs> calls. <laughs>
7: they just made an entire new section on the bridge, and it's just all communication.
0: You're talking. More stations on the bridge. It was already kind of weird about, so who races and lowers the shields? Who does sensors? Because I see Data and Worf both do that stuff.
7: Uh. <laughs> uh, I would imagine a lot of consoles are universal.
3: I'll tell you, just talking about uh, generations there, are the the, the the and and with the evacuations and all of that because from the from the very first episode of Next Generation to the last F, last point we saw that Enterprise D I was always surprised by like you know how many like civilians and children they have down in the engineering section that they have to evacuate in an emergency to the saucer section.
7: Oh. now in generations they also for some reason were using the auxiliary medical facility in the star drive section rather than the massive one they have in the Saucer. right <laughs> the, the, the the
3: one thing that I the, the one thing that I really loved in generations and perhaps the only thing I really loved in generations was when they do the uh, saucer separation in there they act because it's like really you know a a very time critical emergency they actually blow up the connectors they don't actually have them disconnect and retract like they show you know throughout the series you and they don't there's no dialogue that says anything about it but if you watch when it separates there's actually explosions and they just uh they just destroy the connectors to get away quicker
1: I mean, maybe there's a disconnect, and then there's an emergency disconnect.
7: That, that's what I think. Um, it looks like explosive
1: bolts type
7: thing. Yeah, yeah. it, it it's, would probably be similar design to that of like the Constitution, the Excelsior, mm-hmm. which had an emergency separation system because back in those days, lifeboats weren't as good. Yeah, you, actually, the original
3: Constitution class had had the emergency separation. That they that there's one episode in the original series. Where it, it was, um, oh, it, uh, I'm trying to remember which episode it was, but it was the Enterprise was like was uh, the, the they you know the power wasn't working. It was in a decaying orbit, uh, and Kirk was down on the planet, planet, and he told Scotty that you know if you can't get the engines restarted, jettison the the primary hull, and then, so they don't really they don't really kind of explicitly say it. But it's pretty much the the saucer separation idea,
7: um,
3: yeah.
7: And um, when I was looking at a lot of like the, the whole lining and basically a lot of the older designs, yeah, everything up to the C had a separation plane, and that was basically if it was an emergency, you explode that line, that separation line, and basically you jettison the saucer section and let Star Drive explode. Right. Right. Everything up to the sea had that, the D had that system, everything after that. You've got lifeboats that are more, severely more advanced than any separation plane could take. Sure, sure.
6: You you know what design feature of the D that I really don't like? The fact that you, for whatever reason, can't ever eject the warp core.
4: Yeah, that, that
7: system just seems to constantly go offline.
6: <laughs> i know right it's like it was designed so poorly that they can never eject the warp core it's always about to explode and they have to do something just stop it it's like just eject it but it,
3: but at least at least with that in mind they have that 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 big door that comes down where you know for like the chief engineer to do his indiana jones roll under the door <laughs> you know, in the last moment every time they're about to have a warp core breach
4: can, oh,
7: yeah, can, can, can we just point out that there is actually another door in that whole area that just separates <laughs> the main office area from the local reaction chamber? There is another door. <laughs> no, they, they always choose that big, massive one that also means, oh yeah, you're going to lose the engineering um, office that still has a connection outside the engineering area to another part of the ship. Right. <laughs> Best designed engineering. Worst um, um, door system.
6: Well, if they designed a warp core they could actually eject, they wouldn't have to uh, separate the social section and have half the ship explode and crash land on the planet. Just saying. I don't
7: know. Just throw that out
4: there.
7: (laughs) Um, I've actually got a theory on that because when I was looking at the D, I just remembered, didn't didn't they decide, oh yeah, we're going to put a ceiling above and below the warp core Reaction Chamber, like a ceiling floor that really shouldn't be there? Uh,
6: there are, I guess there are ceilings above and below on the plans, I think. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah there's um, one in Alice. So you can because, seal um, the Reaction Chamber, I guess, is the idea.
7: Yeah, but it's like, how do you eject the uh, warp core in ejector caps? Or we're just going to take the ceiling of, like, three floors up with it?
6: Well, it's probably not a ceiling. It's probably just some kind of flimsy <laughs> separator. I don't
7: know. Yeah. <laughs> like, like a ring. You can upside pieces for <laughs> like that. It,
6: piece it looks book. pretty. That's, it, it looks nice. I don't know. It just falls away when they eject it. It just kind of crumples away. I don't know.
7: Well, if it could ever eject, it seems to be you're incapable <laughs> yeah, exactly. of that. I'll tell you the
6: most I useless
1: eject, thing. But, you know, I don't
6: know, never does.
1: I'll tell you the most useless thing in in every enterprise or every galaxy class that I've seen, um, and that is there is a there's a suicide button, oh. and that that button is. Uh, is in the form of a photon torpedo launcher
4: oh, and anyway. looking
1: <laughs> into the uh into the brain of the cobra head the star Trek. <laughs> and yeah. heather's laughing because she knows exactly what i'm talking about I,
2: like
7: well, I know i know that torpedo launcher
2: as well why is it there wait wait
1: wait well, what
3: I, I, I want
6: to see this. <laughs> okay,
3: hold on.
1: Let me, get you, let me get you an image. You know what? Better yet, I'll give you a cutaway of real shit.
6: <laughs> well, to be fair, it is only active and loaded if they separate. Otherwise, yeah, there's it's the no way it to work if it. it's connected. Just with,
1: with the security, oh, integrity, of things on the Enterprise, I'm not surprised that somebody go all terrorist mode <laughs> and say, okay, well, very- Huh. Alright, here we go. I just gotta l I just gotta load in. Just, I just stop rubber banding and I can show you right here. <laughs> okay. Let me let me set my render distance up to make it all pretty. <laughs> so you can see the whole saucer split.
6: I know you can do it, Blow.
1: Oh no, I, I um... can do it. My computer
7: I might <laughs> not be able to do it. <laughs> I don't I missed it.
1: Oh, gosh, silly. oh yeah. Oh my god,
7: I and did the, it. Oh my god. <laughs> I just, I thought of another thing. What is it with the Intrepid crust? and just incapable of using its auxiliary warp core? You know, you just eject it out and then solid it in where the main warp core used to be. Why, why don't we oh, just yeah. do that instead sort of constantly retrieving the same warp core that's apparently almost broken? <laughs>
4: Did y'all yeah, know well, that the you know, Voyager the has reason two warp for
3: that? Cores? You know? Yeah, I'd say I I did yeah. know that.
6: Yeah, <laughs> you know it could be that they're so far away in the Delta Quadrant that they can't afford to even lose one of the warp cores if they can get it back.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's That's good. good.
3: You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that, mm. that scenario does give them that excuse, certainly.
1: Well, I yeah, would totally the give Delta them that excuse too. What That's too. what my buddy said. Uh, I have a buddy of mine in real life, he's like the only person I know in real life that truly is curious about Mind Trek as much as me. And I fill him in, and uh, he was very conflicted, he swore up and down that that, uh, that second warp core is not in the Voyager that was sent to the Delta Quad, because they were dead in the water when they lost that one.
7: Mm-hmm. It might not be, but oh. you gotta you gotta remember though that warp core is not actually connected to anything. There's it, literally they've just got another warp core that does nothing.
3: Yeah, but 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 I I kind of get the point that like, you know, that it you would have like been trying to get it hooked up while trying to retrieve the other one.
4: Yeah, you, you
3: know, so, uh the fact that there there was no mention
1: made of it. Check out that mm-hmm. shot. That thing in the middle, there's like, uh you can see there's, oof, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know how to explain it to somebody who hasn't been on mine track.
7: Um,
3: okay, i am put that. We we'll, a... we've all been on mine track, so. <laughs> okay, well,
1: the um... uh, one two, okay, you see the the bottom edge of the saucer, that is yes. one deck, all right. So one two decks above that, there is like what seems to be a pair of like two conduit, right? Yeah. Above that, that's the phase. That's the photon torpedo, and the room that it is in with those lines on the wall. Those are racks where the uh, the launchers go, where like the actual torpedoes go.
7: I've got. I've just realized how more thought that oh. is. It's like, yeah, you've got all that safety out for the torpedo launcher. What happens if you just, you know, detonate the torpedo inside that room? Because right underneath it is an umbilical connector.
1: Oh yeah, that too. So not only do you sever the so- the cobra head from the star drive. <laughs> you also I mean, sever the link to anything.
7: You, you damage one, one of the primary interconnection links. Yeah, that's that's good. That's great script design. Who designed this?
3: So 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 wait. Uh, okay, if if I had to make a justification for it, I would argue that that's actually. Well, what's actually going on there is, you know, if you have that emergency separation, it's some type of disaster going on, you're probably going to have a lot of casualties at that point. So maybe that's actually not a photon torpedo launcher, but maybe it's a casket launcher so they can shoot out all the dead bodies. Oh,
1: my God. <laughs> oh, wow, that's Bro, you went, a, that's you went in a direction I didn't expect. <laughs> <laughs> it's so morbid and dark.
3: But but that is what they use to get rid of bodies on the ship, you know? Okay, that's man. Yeah, that's
6: <laughs> true. That's true. Space burials.
4: Wow. Wow.
3: There, there, was this, there was this series of books that came out sometime. It was in, like, the early 90s. It was the nitpicker's guide to Star Trek, and they had to the old series, The Next Generation. And it would just be like finding all the little weird mistakes they made in episodes and things that didn't make sense, either continuity-wise or science-wise. But the funniest thing in it was the guy who wrote it, he would point out the mistake, but then he would also write the justification for it. And it's kind of like, you know, there were things like in the very first episode where, the, you know, they show how, like, the uh, on the Enterprise-D, you can ask the computer where to go, and it will show you, like, it will light up down the hallway, kind of telling you where to go. And it tells, like, Riker, he's looking for the holodeck, and tells him to go down the hallway, and it's, like, the third room, third hallway on the right. And he goes down, like, three hallways and turns left, y- 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 you know, in the episode, so...
4: Rerouting.
1: The guy, Rerouting.
3: Yeah. The, the guy makes the argument about how it was... The, the species that wrote the software for it was a, uh, a species that did not have the bilateral symmetry that we have. They were some like, you, you know, they didn't have, they didn't really have a good concept of left and right, and they just made a mistake, and the software I hadn't been updated yet. You know, <laughs> I, it. I love that type of stuff. <laughs>
6: that is so funny. It's so clever, too. Yeah, She's creating headcanon as he goes along.
3: Well, it was like that underlying assumption that the show has to be correct. You just have to figure so, out right. why it is correct.
6: Right, yeah. Which you can totally do with anything, by the way. Right. <laughs> if you can just make it up, you can make anything make sense.
7: Yeah, exactly. Apart from, apart from one particular so, room. What,
4: what we what we do that at
6: Mind Trek all the time. We have to, <laughs> sure. have to play, you know, round circles. We, you know, we have to do, like, round squares and just
4: try to figure out things that don't make sense. I mean, it's constant.
7: It's I'm, just thinking, I'm just thinking that particular discovery room, you know, the one where you've got more tableclips that just go absolutely nowhere. Yeah, no, you cannot justify that room even if you tried.
2: Well, you see, you have to have all the little worker drone yeah. robots inside the ship be able to move through parts of the internal machinery. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> you, you know
6: what? You know what You could t- totally justify and uh, figure out what that is you could totally do it oh um, it's just, it just doesn't make any sense but you I mean, if you really try hard enough you could i mean you could say it's, un- it's undeveloped areas in undeveloped volume inside the ship i mean even on the white fire plans there is unused space that hasn't been filled i mean you could say it's that i know that's that's really stupid <laughs> in a ship like that but i mean you could totally do that
7: yeah, it was um one of those things um uh, this um creeper actually did found, found an idea for that room, but the, the one thing I can't understand is those turbo lifts that just go up and down up. They, they, they ju- oh, yeah, I know. To- It's like
6: a roof Goldberg machine in there, you know. It's like yeah, know. we're
7: just going to it's constantly like spiral gravity. It's
6: like a marble going through, like you know like a machine that just kinda <laughs> goes through and up and down and whirls around. It's
7: like it's just it's it's gibberish. Yeah. Totally it really is. It's stupid. Yeah, I love every time I say that I'm like I'm just reminded that that space is apparently also habitable because end up, that one short from Enterprise. Um it has its it has a gravity, which means you're constantly shifting gravities. That's ever like, yeah. gonna make you very, very nauseous. You're gonna get yeah, a lot
4: I could. of return. Sure.
7: You're gonna get a little vertical or you're gonna die.
6: Yeah, yeah. You know, you could say the work bees are are actually in that space because they are assisting in constructing the the space from undeveloped space to actual deck areas. So you could totally you could totally say that. It makes no sense because I mean why would you do that? But you could you could do that, I guess. I am not. Uh, by the way, I am not saying that I actually think that that is a good explanation. I'm just saying that you know you could justify anything by <laughs> making um, some
4: For
7: just, example, my justification was if the crossfield class was actually a carrier, that space would have actually been where they would store the workpiece. That's why there's workpiece in there. That was just my justification. Okay.
6: Yeah. Okay. There you yeah. go. If you look at the image, but the only area. In, in the ship that could fit that is the neck, and why would you have a hollow neck? I mean, that would be so vulnerable. I mean, that makes it's just dumb, <laughs> you know? It's just, I don't yeah, know.
7: It just makes as much sense as switching out your pylons from these nice robust pylons to flimsy paper things for <laughs> the sole purpose of having them sliced off and removed. <laughs> that's true. it's true. <laughs>
4: Oh, I love so the writers don't
7: like it. Oh yeah, we're just gonna switch them up for these things and have a smaller neck so we can just slice the ship in half.
6: Yeah, why not? <laughs> let's have let's have the, the saucer rotate because it would look cool on screen, I don't know. Uh,
7: I, I I feel sorry for Creeper for having to try and justify that. <laughs>
6: no. I would get rid of the fact that I mean, other than the fact that it's like it's I don't wanna say this, but it's cannon that if the saucer rotates, you know, shrug my shoulders, but um, I would try as hard as possible to design a ship where that didn't happen. I just
4: wouldn't. I, just, I, just I, can't I think there's
7: a million more ways to, you know, jump drive without the use of mushrooms and probably being
4: fly-off. <laughs>
3: So so as, as we're getting into this, like this conversation about like the, uh,
4: it,
3: you know, I, I'm not saying being overly critical, but being like critical of of some of the recent track, because, you know, I think we're, we're all like in a chat with people who have, who kind of maybe feel like they've put more time into thinking about it than some of the writers may have just, you know, just going out on a limb there. <laughs>
4: I would
3: say like, it's probably uh, true. Probably.
7: Yeah. So like Don't worry, I'm critical I'm critical of stuff like the sovereign. So <laughs> So uh, do,
6: do, do, do do you guys, what you mean is that we spent more than 5 seconds thinking about it then. Yeah,
3: <laughs> I was trying to be diplomatic but sure. Exactly. That is <laughs> yeah, that is yeah, what I exactly. meant. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like so, yeah. so do you do you think like the time that you've spent thinking about this has, has this like in working on the the Mindtrek server and all the ships has this like made you like, appreciate Star Trek more or become more frustrated with
7: it? That I'm uh, mix of both, I'm
6: sure.
7: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the mix of both. Like, don't get me wrong, yeah, I'm critical of, like, pretty much all the different tracks, but I do love the different designs. Uh, like, the new track with uh, Discovery, I love a lot of the ship designs because, you know, it's not the Curiosity class and it looks like it doesn't look like I'm trying to order. <laughs> yeah.
4: I uh
1: I didn't watch Star Trek until about the second year. I was in Mind Trek. Really? And that changed my that what? changed
4: my
3: life. I didn't wait, wait. wait, how how Okay, I, I wanna get I wanna get back to the thread that we were just on in a moment, but I have to take a diversion and like ask the question, how did you get involved in Mind Trek without ever having watched Star Trek?
1: I've been doing three D modeling on using, using SketchUp, I would download SketchUp on the school computers in the computer lab after school fun. Since I, I think I must have been like, I want to say like 11, 10, whenever SketchUp 6 came. And, um, 2007, I'm sorry. Yeah, even more. 2007. And uh, I was obsessed with the idea that I could model my existence virtually and i just i would i was a kid that would have a little ruler with him and i'd measure in the dimensions of things and try and see how close i could replicate it and uh and then swax uh swax would have posted something on a minecraft form. and a couple weeks or months later um Hal Kuhn posted the video and uh it wasn't until like a year after he posted the video that i could finally like actually join uh, the game because I didn't have the game and I had to ask my mom to buy it. She didn't want to buy it. I eventually asked my, dad, you know, he he got me the hookup. So uh... I, the only reason I wanted this program that was they were referring to as Minecraft is because of this enormous project of this. Like I wanted to make the Titanic and SketchUp. up like every room, floor, everything, and I could never find people that also were like. Like posting plans of it virtually back in the day, I'd never conceived the idea of freaking starships having blueprints for them. So this whole the whole concept of this of this community that didn't even have a name yet, not even called Minecraft, was a thing. I was immediately obsessed of it, and that's uh, the rest is history. I've, I've loved Star Trek since I was a little
4: kid.
6: Um so <laughs> I I mean I watched it, I watched T N G when it first came out. I saw Star Trek Six um the movie Star Trek Six onwards in theaters. so you know, I'm old enough to see that. Yeah, I- um in terms of my um I mean I first um I just got introduced to Star Trek by my mom actually introduced me to it when I was a little kid, so it's kind of a multi generational <laughs> family love of
7: social. right that was the same, um, that's you know, same, it, same thing.
6: common story i think um in terms of my relation to mind trek um i mean yeah it wasn't even called that back then but in late 2010 um i first kind of started to search the internet for um you know i mean i knew about the deck plans but i wanted to see if anybody had actually done what Halcon and Swax ended up doing with uh, an older version of Minecraft. And I finally came across it and um, I you know, asked to be part of it and um, starting in early 2011 and the rest is history. So it just mm-hmm. seemed like the coolest thing to actually create, kind of like what Blue is saying, to actually create these ships. I've always been fascinated by the ability to actually walk through these ships and explore them. Right. And- you know, design them and design the interiors and, you know, how everything is laid out. It's just so cool. And, you know, there have been attempts before, you know, like the, the technical manual, um, the, the, the
4: computer
6: version of the technical manual back in the nineties, I think it came out. There are a lot of attempts. And this was the first time I actually saw something that was like life size and like every deck and every room. And I was like, wow, that's even possible. And, you know, I was instantly hooked. I thought it was the coolest thing ever.
1: Yet there it was. Back in the Towering over. <laughs> it's so true. It was
6: uh, amazing what could be done. Even back then, I mean, it's very primitive compared to what we have done now. Um, sure, sure. And that's just because of the evolution of the tool. But at the time, it was like, wow, things had just barely finally gotten to the point where you can actually start doing it and then, you know. It just, like wildfire,
1: it just, caught,
4: yeah. it just caught on and it just
1: went from there. It's awesome. great. Yeah, they I'm- remember us from our video back in 2010. That's all um... they remember us by, and they don't give a shit about anything else.
7: <laughs> Here, here's the irony of me. Um, I would've actually joined mindtrack a lot sooner than I did if it wasn't for the SketchUp version of the end of- well, of the Galaxy class I was making. That thing was so much baneful to me. (laughs) Nothing lined up, everything could go wrong that went wrong to the point that it basically, it knew it it killed me. Then I started the Sovereign and, well, I ran into Android's videos and I'm like, and ironically, that's actually what brought me back to Minecraft, let alone uh, Star Trek. yeah, yeah, there's
6: that's that's something about um, everything being voxel-based that Minecraft gives you. Um, kind of like, like, basically like Legos. It just allows right, right. you to do things that it's just so, the learning curve to use like a normal a modeling program or game engine that uses polygons is so much steeper than using something like uh, a voxel-based system or Legos or something like that. And So it just it opens up a level of creativity and an ease of being able to kind of ease in and, and and work on it that is it's just it makes it so much easier and so much more open for so much more people to contribute than any other way would make it possible so well, i think that it was just kind of a critical um convergence of technology is it just made it possible it was great
3: well and you build it from the from the inside you're in the world as you're building Exactly. Yeah, you know, like wouldn't you
6: know. be in real life. Exactly. It just makes it easier for sure.
3: Right. Right. And, and easier and easier to visualize. And it's just, it's more fun too. Right. You know, it's like you, you actually, actually see is. it as it's going.
6: Um, it's a lot easier to work with other people to do it. You know, it's, it could be much more community based kind of real time working with other people um, in a way that other 3D modeling pro, um, programs, it's just, it's not quite the same. So I think that's, that's a huge part of it too.
1: There is some uh, entertaining parts of it being a game. Like there are some parts, of the game aspect of it really, uh, really make being on Mind Trek that much more golden. I'll never forget the first time I ever fell down a turbolift. Right. <laughs> I fell down a turbolift. I, I, the camera was down. I didn't know what to do, and it was just trippy. Just blah blah blah. blah just down each deck. And I look up and I zoom in because there's like a zoom function, and I just see a distant little head peeking over down into the turbulence, and they're just typing, "You okay?" <laughs> 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 and it's just so I don't know. Looking up and watching them actually, their physical body peeking over the edge, like they looking like they don't want to fall. <laughs> like, "You okay down there?" Back, at, uh, that was right after uh, we used to use water. Uh, in, in turbolifts to get around and then that changes. was removed well I mean because oh, well, flying wasn't really a mechanic in creative mode yet so we, we we used water and just swam through it creative mode only gave you um, invincibility
6: oh yeah we couldn't fly at the time yet that's fine. Right. Oh. or we could barely fly it was very primitive
3: really uh, I, I, I don't think I ever knew a minecraft where I couldn't fly in creative mode
6: that's mm-hmm. funny. Yep. That's time for you.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's funny. It's so yeah, we, used, oh, we, used, we, used, we
6: used an old client, like, I think it was World of Minecraft or something. It was an alpha version of Minecraft that was, like, grafted onto a, cl- uh, a different client. And I think we eventually did add the like get the ability to do those things before mine- Minecraft turned 1.0.
1: The original so- name for Minecraft was Order of the Stone. Order of the Stone. <laughs> That's great. That's uh, real.
6: Sense,
1: oh,
3: I know. I, I totally believe you. <laughs> That's great. I, I, I'm kind of having this like kind of little fascinating moment right now because like when you guys were talking about like when you got into Star Trek and like you, you know and you know watching Next Generation and like you, you know I, I think you said something. Somebody said something about it being like you, you know what I forget what age you said you were, but like in the two thousands. And you know, here I'm. I'm. I'm feeling like. You know, I'm like the real old man of the group here. I feel like a, you know, I feel like a a, a trill, like because I've like, you know, been alive so damn long. <laughs> uh, the but but it's it's kind of it was funny because like you know, by you, um, M Heller, you talked about like your your mom got you into Star Trek because you know it was like a family yeah. thing it was it was my uncle, uh, and this is back before Next Generation came out. Uh, you know, as my uncle got me into watching reruns of uh the original series and uh you know it definitely was like sort of family thing and you know i loved it from that point but now it's like it's so funny it's like you you know i i love minecraft too i love the, the just getting in there and building stuff it's you know it's just so it's so fascinating being in like the world and being able to manipulate it like that but it's kind of like you guys are like the uh you guys are like the old guys in that to me you know, being in from the, before it was even the 1.0, it's kind of a little fascinating.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, man. And, you know, if you uh, if you want to come by right now, I have a tour on mindtrek.net as server IP. Website is home, .mindtrek.net. You can find our mods, resource pack, and our donation links on there.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Orville Roddenberries. Follow us on Spotify to get the latest episodes as they come out, and don't forget to catch the rest of our multi-part interview where we continue to learn more about Mindtrek.